What's going on, everybody? This is Positive Anger with myself, Nathan McIntosh. Whoa, podcast. Now, look, first of all, I want to apologize, okay? I swear to God, soon-ish, this will be back to a regular time, regular schedule, regular stuff being put out from it. Content, in quotes. Podcast, things, stuff. And I get it. I get it, okay? The second you stop doing anything, people are like, fuck you. There's so many other fucking things I could be doing. I'm fucking done with this shit. I've moved on. I watch a, a, an eight-year-old now on TikTok slam their face into bread. That's what I've replaced this with. Also, there's other, there's other podcasts. I can listen to two and a half billion podcasts about murders. And people being like, did Dahmer do it? Did he not do it? Did he, did he have, what size were his jeans? Then there's podcasts just talking about movies. And people watch a movie and it, they, tell, they tell you how it reminds them of the ghost of their dead grandmother. And then there's food documentaries where people eat a sandwich and tell you why it reminds them of the ghost of their dead grandmother. I get it. There's a lot of stuff I fucked up. But soonish, this will be back on some sort of a regular schedule with regular stuff coming out. I mean, I've quit four times in the last however many years. There's been a lot of quitting. I, I wish I was smart enough at some point in time to just say it's on a we're on a hiatus. I don't need I, I never said that. Quit. I quit. This is actually last time I think I said there was a hiatus because I'm working on a thing that's hopefully going to be a thing. I'll t- tell you about it at some point in time because I'm I'm always so I'm sure I've told this story before and then I will get into what I want to talk about today. I am so hesitant to tell anybody about anything anymore because years ago I was told that I'd be doing Conan, which I I did end up doing, but 18 months after I was told that I would be doing it, so. It was told to me that I'd be doing it. Now, at the time, I was fucking running through the goddamn city, doing jokes to roaches in rats. The microphones were rats. The crowds were roaches. It was is hell. You know, people, if, if anybody who committed, like, petty crimes was sentenced to two months of stand-up comedy, I swear to fuck, they would never in their goddamn lives... Do this shit again. Do anything they did again. You stole a pair of pants from Target, you got to do fucking two straight months of open mics. You'd blow your own dick through your ass after choking yourself with another pair of jeans that you did not steal. Or you'd find like two or three people every once in a while. They'd be like, oh, I actually like stand-up. Good. Now you're on a path of whatever the fuck this is. So I, I, it was hell. It was, you know, whatever's hell. So I was told, hey, you're going to be doing Conan. I'm like, oh, that's great, great. Something in this in this world of talking to roaches through rats. So I told people that it was coming up. I was like, oh, man, in like a, a month or something, I'm, I'm going to be doing this. And mostly, I, one, I told people because everyone, every, people ask, what are you doing? What's going on? And two, I told people to be like, hey, no, I'm actually doing things. So if you have shows that are not in front of roaches where the microphone is a fucking rat... That would be great. Cut two. That next month came, didn't happen. Two months came, didn't happen. Three months came, didn't happen. A whole year went by. One straight 
calendar year. I'm at Just for Laughs at a party. The Booker of Conan came up to me and he goes, "Hey Nathan, I'm I had I'd only talked to him kind of an email. I don't even think if I had talked to him directly. It was like through my agents." He goes, "Hey man, I'm the I'm I book Conan." I had a couple drinks. I'm looking at him. I just kind of, "Hey man, nice to meet you." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to have you on the show. It's just a matter of time. It's going to take blah blah blah. It'll end up happening." And then it was 6 months past that. Or another whatever. So, I'm so hesitant to tell anybody about anything because second month went by, month went by, third month went by, went. What the fuck is wrong with me? I've done this so little in the last little while that sentences don't even fucking come together anymore. Third month, month is what I basically said there. The third month went by. And by that time, people I had told that I was doing it to were coming up to me like, I thought you said you were doing this. Didn't you say you were doing this? Why aren't you doing this? No wonder you're speaking into a fucking rat into a room of roaches. You're a cocksucking fucking liar. Now, nobody called me a liar. Nobody thought I was lying. I told them, I go, look, this is what I fucking told. But just the goddamn embarrassment of telling somebody that something was going to be a thing and then it wasn't a fucking thing. Christ. So I never, I, I just don't anymore tell anybody about anything and anytime something does happen people go why didn't you tell me that because it's a curse it's a fucking miserable curse i will not thank you recently i recorded some stuff to put out as like an album and a and a and a thing on youtube thank god i didn't fucking say hey there's this thing coming out because turns out this fucking world the, the goddamn, so I did it over a couple of nights. The first few nights, fine, whatever. The second night is where the, I really like the shows. That night is the night that one of the sound guys, after, you know, just pounding a fucking sandwich, decides to just run his hands on the soundboard. I don't, maybe, maybe throw up in his own lap or fucking, I have no idea. Try to suck his own bag? Don't know. But he fucked all the fucking sound shit. Moved all the dials so the audio is beyond what horrendous is. Terrible. It sounds. It sounds like. It sounds like I'm in a sandwich. It sounds like I'm in the sandwich that he had just eaten. So thankfully, I didn't tell anybody that I was putting something out because that ain't that part. That thing. I'm gonna try to record something else very soon, but that thing. That's fucked. Fucking fuck. God, it bothers me to think about that shit. One fucking man passes out at a goddamn soundboard and the whole world stinks anyways um so that's a little bit about uh, what's been going on with me hope everybody is good again there's many other shows stuff you can be listening to and i i hey i don't i don't i don't uh, blame you they keep coming you know what I, what if i if i what would they do that's me making i don't even know what i'm doing in the last few weeks, I guess, people have reminded me about the movie Don't Breathe. People have messaged me and said, hey, Don't Breathe 2 is coming out, which really makes me laugh that they even made a second one of these. You really could have ended it on the first one. But the end of the first one, him at the airport. Where the fuck are you going? You je- you're blind. You just lost your fucking daughter again. Your goddamn your house has been robbed. You got to go to the gym. Where are you flying? 
complete insanity that they made a second one of these six years after the first one. But anyways, people have been messaging me being like, hey, there's a part two because there was an episode of Positive Anger, speaking of part one, where the man in Don't Breathe is very much defended, his actions condoned, and the realizations made that he is the actual victim in this movie. He is the victim, for God's sake. Now, first of all, people told me about that Don't Breathe 2 is coming out. I posted a thing talking about uh, Don't Breathe, and just I was like, hey, this movie's coming out, and just to remind everybody, this man is the victim in Don't Breathe, and I got a bunch of messages from people being like, how do you fucking, how do you believe that? He had a goddamn turkey baster full of cum. He had a girl locked in his basement. How do you fucking, how can you say that he is a victim? <sighs> to go over this quickly? Don't know if that's the case. Go over this again. This is a blind war vet. This is a blind war vet. This movie is about a blind war vet with fucking traps, delts, biceps. This cocksucker is doing nothing. Pull-ups. I'm assuming 100 pull-ups, flips right into chin-ups, and then backflips directly into push-ups. Hops up, does 2,000 squats, doesn't even think about any of this, doesn't even sweat, and then gets back to living his fucking veteran life. This guy... Okay, so in the movie, Don't Breathe, if people remember. Don't Breathe is a movie about people that break into a war vet's house to steal his fucking... I don't... Okay, this part I don't necessarily remember. If it's his money, or he's got, like, coins in his house, or he has something. They somehow know that he, this man has things. He's got stuff. Let me look this fucking thing up. I got goddamn internet. He's a wealthy blind man. This is what it says. Uh, three people break into a wealthy blind man's house. Okay? So first of all, he's wealthy. I'm assuming it's because he was a vet. Probably a superstar fucking Green Beret, Frogman, Triple Marine, cocksucking fucking warrior. I mean, the guy, the shoulders... The fucking calves. This man, this man is at a level of, of, of fitness that has been reached by very few people. Body fat at probably 2%, eyesight at zero, and he still finds, he's, he's finding the weights. He's doing it all. This guy, this guy's in incredible fucking shape. Anyway, these, these people break into a blind war vet's house to steal... His wealth. Okay? First of all, right there, who's the fucking victim? Who is the victim? When a bunch of people break into a blind war veteran's house to steal, who is the victim? Do we want to say the blind war vet? Yes. Yes, we fucking do. The goddamn guy is sitting in his house wondering what his fucking furniture looks like while people are kicking in his fucking door to rob him. And thankfully, the guy's arms are guns. He's been doing nothing but tricep dips ever since he got out of the goddamn army, and he is in shape. He's in a shape that doesn't even make sense. 
again, the 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 body fat of a shark. Just it's him and a shark walking around, fucking trying to find, trying to find another fucking pull up bar. Okay, these people breaking themselves to steal his wealth again. The victim, him. Come to find out that in this man's house, the super in shape blind man war vet's house, who has wealth that they are trying to steal, turns out that there is a woman chained up in his basement. Okay, okay. So now here's the point of the movie you can go, yeah, okay. Maybe they stumbled upon a man kidnapping this woman. So not at first we go, okay, well, fuck, I feel bad for him. And then they go, wait a minute, you randomly broke into a war vet's home who has been kidnapping women. Okay, cool. So now you, you, you are a good person, thieves. You've done it. You've solved a crime. Come to find out that that woman is locked in his basement because she killed his daughter while drunk and got no time for it. So again, we go back to a blind war veteran whose fucking daughter was killed by a drunk driver and that person that killed his daughter got nothing for it. No repercussions. This man is victim upon victim. One... He probably was, you know, he probably went to a war that didn't need to fucking happen. Some bullshit war that two countries got dead. Well, one made up so that they could go into a place to steal some fucking shit. This cocksucker's a victim of that. Lost his eyes there, I don't know, whatever. Victim of that. Turns his life up. The guys, I mean, again, the shame that this man is in. He could win just about any single body competition. Some sort of fucking, you want to, hey, how many diamond push-ups can you do now? This guy's got you beat. How many fucking uh, one-legged deadlifts can you, this guy's got it. How many fucking, I mean, the guy is in impeccable shape. Loses his daughter to a drunk driver. Not like a disease he didn't lose his daughter to some kind of illness, and then he, I guess he would just go in your house, work out, and punch the fucking clouds, and every time you saw some sort of like germs, you just smash them. You punch right through your kitchen counter, and you scream, germs, because that's what killed your daughter. Nope. A drunk driver, somebody loaded out of their mind on great white wine, plowed into his daughter and killed her, Okay. Goes to court. Blind war vet, impeccable shape, puts on a fucking wife beater. And he goes down and he goes, all right, there's going to be some justice served. Now, he can't see what's going on, but he hears a judge say, not guilty. He goes, the fuck? First of all, I fight for this fucking country. Then the goddamn judicial system pounds me in the ass. Are you your fucking... So he takes it upon himself to find the woman that killed his daughter and bring her to his house so that he can impregnate her to get another daughter. Again, I say, come on. 
He is the victim. Now, so the three thieves, they see this woman. And they go, oh, God, we got to get her out of here. Oh, we got to take. They unchain the lady. She gets out. They jam this man's own cum into his mouth. Christ, a fucking, a fucking turkey based to your own cum. And all you're trying to do, you're just trying to get your daughter back from the person that killed her. What is the problem with that? What is the issue? Are there no... Is this a society? So I'd say he's a triple victim here. Triple victim. He's a victim of war. He's a victim of a break-in. He's a victim of... Four. four. He's a victim of a drunk driver. And then he's a victim of these same thieves stealing his fucking daughter. Bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And people... So people messaging me, but he had a turkey bait. He had a fucking... Did you watch the movie? Are we supposed to be scared of the guy just because he's blind? Is that what it is? Is this whole take on, oh, well, blind people are scary? Don't break into people's fucking houses. Don't try to rob the blind. The, bl- the blind. Rob the blind. This guy's... Anyways, he's a super fucking super victim in my eyes. And I posted this. And again, people are like, you're crazy. How could you say that? One person literally said, I go, they go, He's, he kidnapped a woman and tried to impregnate her. I go, yeah, the same woman that killed his fucking daughter while drunk. And this woman goes, well, you, wait a minute. You don't actually believe that this is okay, do you? I said, no, this is a, this is not a documentary. This is a movie. This is not, a, if this was a, and if this was a documentary, let's say Don't Breathe is a documentary. Who do I side with? The fucking, the victim, the goddamn blind war vet who lost his fucking daughter to somebody hopped up on fucking Tito's. I side with the blind man. His name in the movie is actually the blind man, apparently, in the first one anyway. I guess in the second one, they get more into this man's life. So anyways, cut to, cut to now that there's a, now there's a second one, six years later, okay? And they've decided to, apparently, I have not seen this movie, but it has uh, been told to me by somebody who listens to the podcast who did watch the movie that in the new one, they did make the blind man the victim. They made him more of a, they didn't paint him as just some fucking twisted psycho who's in a house. They painted him as what he is, a victim. You can even look, I mean, if you want to go through even, let's say Friday the 13th, Jason's a monster. I mean, the Voorhees family, you could argue, are victims. The goddamn mom sends her fucking hideous child. Hideous. I mean, his life is going to be his life's going to be a kick in the fucking crooked teeth forever and ever and ever. I mean, he's got like an eggplant head that's dented. It's like a squash that's been left out. He just lo- he looks, look at a picture of young Jason Voorhees. He's not, he, he, I don't know how good life was going to be. But for Christ's sake, let him live it. Jesus, fuck. You don't got to fucking, she sends him to camp to, to, to be a, a, to get out there to go to camp. The fucking counselors. While this big tubbed head, I mean, he's got a head that doesn't even match his fucking body. Old tub head is out in the fucking lake, and instead of watching him, 
these counselors decide to go off and fuck. Now, is it great to roll around in pine needles that are jamming into your fucking bag? No. I mean, no. You're on sticks. I mean, they're probably in a cabin. Let's say they're not in a cabin. Even in a cabin. Camping is bullshit. Just disgusting. You got ticks in your dick. The whole fucking... You're rolling through a spider web. It's hell. So anyways, they go to do that. Instead of watching old fucking Tubhead with the teeth, drown. He's dr- he drowns in a lake. So the mom is like, the fuck? I fucking send my goddamn kid with the fuck with bad mouth. His fucking mouth is... I send him to go to camp to be with kids, have a good time, be, be a part of this fucking world. And the, the counselors let him die? All right, well, fuck it. Street justice. I'm going to this campground. I'm going to kill all the fucking counselors. So she goes there. She kills most of the counselors. One of the counselors kills her. The fuck? So Jason, a fucking bloated kid, underwater, dead, has to, now comes back as an adult. He couldn't even rest in peace because the counselors have let him die. Killed his mom. This whole fucking campground is just trying to kill the Voorheeses. And he's got to come back now from a lake, wear a fucking hockey mask, and make sure that every counselor here at all times will die to avenge his mother. I mean, who's the, who's the victim here? These fucking camp counselors or the goddamn Voorheeses that were just trying to have... The mom was trying to make sure her son had a good goddamn summer, and this campground was like, nope, we'd rather be covered and cum. Camp Crystal Cum Lake. Dead. Dead kid, dead mom, now a fucking undead man has to come back wet all the time. There's no way Jason's comfortable. He's fucking sopping wet. He's got goddamn algae on his head. He's dead. He's dead. There are worms on him constantly. And everybody's trying to kill him. And all he's trying to do is avenge the death, the death of his fucking mother. So anyways, in Don't Breathe 2, they decided, wait a minute. The, the blind man is actually the victim of this and made him more of a sympathetic character. Now, I don't want to say that's because of this podcast. I don't want to say that the people that made this movie listened and went, wait a minute, you might be right. Maybe we turned the fucking camera on the wrong goddamn people. And we made it so that this man is somehow the goddamn criminal when his whole life he's been kicked in the fucking bag. He, he just, he just, he, you do everything right. You do everything right, okay? You sign, Let's say you're, you're 18, you sign up to defend your country. Why? You love your country. You like going to fucking Arby's. You like going to McDonald's. You like chasing the whole goddamn thing down with Taco Bell. You like being able to walk into Apple and you have choice. You can get a red phone or a white phone. And then in eight months, a goddamn brand new fucking phone is going to come out and you can choose again. Because you got freedom of choice. This is your fucking place okay you can leave there and you go to wendy's or you go to fucking burger king with your red phone or your white phone all the choice that you have there's three fucking apps you can cycle through until you're fucking dead you can go onto a goddamn dating app and meet some psychotic monster who says that they like nachos as if anybody doesn't 
and this is what you decide. I'm going to fight for this fucking place. I'm going to fight for this place. So when I come back here and I go to a fucking baseball game, I get half a second ovation from people choking on fucking hot dogs that are so happy that I went and fought for this place that now allows them to watch the fucking Mets lose or whatever, pick a fucking team. I love this place so much, and I'm going to be so disrespected when I come the fuck back here, but I don't care because I love this fucking place. I might end up homeless. I might end up on the street. The country that I fought for might give the fuck up on me, so now I'm laying in the gutter holding a sign that says, War Vet, please help, while people step the fuck over me to go make their free choices, which are red phone or white phone. You decide to do that at 18, okay? You go into the goddamn military. You, 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 you sent somewhere, maybe something good. Maybe this man's a little bit older. So who, I, I'm assuming we're talking, let's not even get into it. Pick. A, there's a chance you go to fight in a war that didn't need to be, right? So not only were you fucking lied to there, you come back. Right? You goddamn dog. I mean, okay, whatever. I, you didn't paint this picture. The man is a victim. So in this movie, they decide, wait a second, this guy is a victim. So he's, he's, he's now like a, a hero in this story. From what I've heard, I have not seen this movie. I have read the synopsis. I don't even know where you see this movie. I don't know if it's in theaters. <sighs> I got the internet. I can look this up. Is this movie playing in a theater by me? Let me see very quickly. I know I can rent it online. I just want to see if it's in the theaters. Is this cocksucker in the fucking theaters right now? I know it's out. Wow, they're playing Backdraft in the theater. Okay. I don't know if you've seen Backdraft. Basically, firefighters are fighting a fire. Fires. And that sounds insane because that's like, oh, that's what they do. But this fire has a fucking mind of its own. Backdraft. Why oh, yeah, Candyman's out. Don't Breathe 2 is in the theater. I could go see this movie right fucking now. Okay, so anyways, it's in the theater. I, I did not know that it was really out. I have not really been following much of whatever the fuck. Anyways, they decided to make him more of the, of the uh, hero. And okay, and now I'm looking through this because I go, let me see... Am I going to... I'll probably see this movie. I'm, already, I'm, a, I'm a movie deep. I liked Don't Breathe. I thought it was a fun fucking time. I mean, they painted everything wrong, but whatever. Don't Breathe 2 takes place eight years after the first movie. Six in real life, but whatever. A uh, And the man in the movie has a daughter in this movie, okay? All right? He has a daughter in this movie. And you go, oh, man, did he get another... Did he find that woman again and bring her in for justice i mean that's kind of that would be crazy you kill somebody as a drunk driver right you're hopped up on fucking crown royal you're driving a fucking whatever you're having a blast you're you're blaring something pick some of these things yourself you're blaring something driving down the road you smoke somebody bam you you, you drop your arby's they roll over the hood of your fucking car and you go god damn it my life is fucked. You go to court and the judge goes, you know, I've been known to drink a little Crown Royal and pound beef and cheddars. Get the hell out of here. And you go, wow, I can't believe it. 
I clearly murdered somebody, but I'm going home. And then the dad of the person you murdered shows up blind with with just muscles on muscles. Again, the, you'd be you'd be like, well, whose fucking dad is this? What the hell is this? He breaks in, finds you on the street, wherever the fucking happens, drags you to his house and tries to impregnate you. I mean, what a life. Anyways, he has a daughter in this movie, okay? And you think, did he did he find this person again? Did he try to get them did he get them pregnant this time? Did they have his kid? No. Now he got the daughter in the new movie. A house fire leaves a little girl orphaned and alone in the middle of a street. And Norman, Norman, who I guess they, I don't know if they said his name in the first one. Apparently in the first one, he's just called the blind man. But I don't know if they, anyways, Norman, that's his name. The, the, the blind Vietnam vet with fucking shark body. Took the daughter, took the little girl home and raised her as his daughter. Now, again, another fucking, this man is a hero. The, this movie franchise went out of their way to paint a... They really found a, a fucking, like, hero hero. Fighting for his country, fighting for his daughter, fighting for fucking abs, and then raising an orphan kid. Unbelievable. So, I guess in this movie, the, the house fire girl, who he now adopts, she gets kidnapped... And this guy has to go back out, or not go back out, but he's got to use the, the, the skills that he used in the first movie that he learned during a, a war that he came back for that people don't even respect him for. He gets fucking 12% off a Denny's meal two times a fucking year. Nobody gives a shit. Fuck him. He still has to pay tax and rent. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyways, he... he, he um. Why do veterans have to pay fucking tax and rent? Regardless. So he, he, he start he, you know, he moves on from the first movie. He moves on. He's like, maybe I lost my wealth. Maybe I lost the girl who I tried to get the goddamn justice from. I, I lost another daughter, lost my fucking house. I'm still blind. But look, I got my weights. I'll always have calisthenics. I got parks all across America that I can do shit on. Let's move on. Then he's walking down the street, I guess. He hears a fucking little girl screaming. Finds out she's an orphan. Picks her up. Starts raising her, okay? He moves on with his life. And then, the unluckiest man alive. Just the unluckiest human being that's ever lived, except genetically, has the new daughter, quote-unquote, that he's raising, kidnapped. Holy fuck. What do you want him to do? What is he to do? Is this where he chooses to lay down and die? Is this where he puts down the weights and lets it all go? No. This cocksucker decides to fight. Still fight. And he's going to get that goddamn daughter back. He already lost one daughter. He's not losing a second daughter. Don't breathe. Two. I might... I, I mean, I... I the murdering? Okay, look at this. This is this, the, the goddamn disrespect to this fucking man. Of course, the... Vulture, okay? This is a movie review of Don't Breathe 2. This is the quote. First of all, there's so many articles where you're like, what the fuck does that even... What the fuck is that? How is this the title? Of course, the murdering rapist from Don't Breathe is the protagonist of the sequel. <laughs> 
Did we watch the same movie? I don't know that we did. And again, when I'm talking to people online who are like, how could you say that? Did we see the same movie? Did we watch, did we both don't, did watch Don't Breathe? Or, or, or what did you see? What did you see that I didn't see? What, it, what the fuck? A fucking, a victim of circumstance time and time again tries to get something back from this cocksucking fucking world that keeps taking and taking. The only thing it can't take are, is his goddamn definition and the fucking gains that he's made. That's it. That's the only thing this world can't take. Everything else they've taken and they've taken. And look at it. So, okay. Read the first couple of sentences of this Vulture article. Norman Nordstrom, great name, that's who he is in the movie, is a rapist and a murderer who kidnapped the woman involved in the car accident that killed his daughter, impregnated her using a turkey baster, and locked her in his basement so that he could replace the child he was owed. Yeah? How? How does this... Again, read all of that to yourself. Vulture, how do you, what do you, what do you, okay. Kidnapped the woman involved in the car accident that killed his daughter. Yes. Impregnated her using a turkey baster. Well, how else are you going to, you know what I mean? You want, okay. Locked her in his basement. Yes, you can't impregnate a lady who killed your daughter and let her fucking roam free. Hoping that in nine months she'll bring you back the kid that's yours. Okay. He's a golf. He was a golf war vet. Okay, and uh, part fairy tale monster. He's blind, but he uses his other senses to hunt down the three would-be thieves. Okay, so again, daughter killed, stealing her own kid back. Thieves breaking into his house. Yeah, he's a he's he's a bad person. Norman survives, but it's still disconcerting to see him ascend to main character status in the mean fun. Don't breathe too. He's not just a brutal killer but someone who thought to use women as unwilling human incubators in the most literal sense while defending himself by saying, I never forced myself on her. Yeah, he's the turkey baster. There's just enough real-world nastiness to him to make you want to resist a rebranding as an antihero. I don't resist it. He was an antihero from the jump. How far can you fucking push somebody? Watch Taken... Watch Taken. And you go, okay, guy has his daughter taken. What's he do? He goes to fucking Turkey and breaks the neck of like 900 people. Snaps their fucking neck. Is he a hero? Yes. Right? You'd say he's a hero. How the fuck is the same thing in a way happen to this cocksucking guy? Nobody took his daughter to Turkey. This fucking drunk driver sent her to heaven. No goddamn justice. Pure death. He goes out there on his taken fucking mission to get his goddamn daughter back, right? Quotes. He's going to bring his daughter back through this woman. He's a bag of shit. What's this? What do you do? Do you just fucking make some goddamn signs out of PVC pipe and lay it on the side of the road where your daughter was killed? Is that what you do? Is that is that how you be a heroic human being? Or do you do something about it? You put your fucking pants on. You drop the goddamn gorilla bar or whatever. And you get out there and you get your fucking daughter back. I don't see how it's different. This part of daughter. Yeah, he also adopted a daughter in this movie, and they're still going to look at him as he's some kind of monster. Are you, are you adopting kids, Vulture? Did you, did you, you, you adopt a, da a daughter from a fucking flaming house? Did you go out and do that? 
Uh, okay, let me just read a couple more sentences here. To watch horror movies is to watch bad things happen to people, which is why it's almost inevi inevitable that when those movies spawn sequels or whole franchises, it's almost always the villains we follow rather than the survivors. The survivors, people in the movie, sometimes do come along too, but they're not essential as essential as the boogeyman. Again, yeah, the baddies in front of the 13th Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street series may not be the main characters of each installment, but they are the signature ones. Again, you can make the case Jason Voorhees is a fucking victim. Michael Myers a little bit harder. I don't think you can make the case he's a victim. He's a psychotic man that killed his own goddamn sister. Nightmare on Elm Street, nope. He is a pedophile turned into a fucking psychotic dream monster. Jason's the only goddamn victim of any of these things. Don't breathe. Oh, this is the last sentence I'll read. Don't Breathe 2 wants you to root for Norman, but it also wants you to feel uneasy about doing it. The first film played with audience sympathies by aligning us with the teens uh, and giving one of them urgent reasons for m needing money. I don't remember what the reason was for needing money, but I don't know if you need money enough to fucking rob a blind war vet. I think you, you, got, a mo you got a mom. She got a purse. You got a grandmother with a fucking trunk full of change somewhere you can't go take a couple of fucking loonies from grandma last lastly before i get out of here the blind man in don't breathe is a victim he's a victim of all of it he's always going to be a victim and that movie shows what happens when one blind man sets his sights on getting down to two percent body fat do not Break into a blind war vet's house, lest he be in better shape than fucking, I don't even know. All right. Well, positive anger. Again, this will be back in some sort of reasonable, regular form very soon. I appreciate anybody who checks for this still, messages me about it, all that sort of deal. Put on Instagram, at Nathan McIntosh. Next month, I will be back home, Halifax, Nova Scotia, doing some shows on the 23rd and... 22nd and 23rd. Oh, I'll be in Grand Rapids in December. I think December 17th to 19th. And then fucking New Year's Eve, I'm going to be in Minnesota doing shows. All right, so anyways, I'll get back to a regular thing soon thank you so much this is positive anger later